Hey guys, this is Liz Cambage. This is Nikki Collins. What up, guys? This is Epic Starfish. Hey, this is Imani Lee Stafford. Hey, this is Jordan Canada. This is Asia Wilson. Welcome to the WNBA Nation. Welcome back to another episode, WNBA Nation. My name's Kyle Haywood, and I'm going to be flying solo tonight. I hope y'all don't mind. I am really excited to be talking about all things WNBA All-Star Weekend. Um, it was a fantastic showcase put on. I think that the the actual on-court product shown, despite a few areas of, um, let's just say... Potential improvement. We'll put that, we'll put that, uh, nicely. We will get into all of that this episode. And by we, I mean me and you listeners will be, uh, hanging out just me and you. So, um, I don't get to bounce any ideas or thoughts off of like Logan or Steve or Jason this episode. You just get to hear exactly my thoughts. Although I will, I, I always try to give like a little bit of a, kind of a back and forth, uh, kind of a di- couple different perspectives on things. That being said, you get my opinions pretty much this whole episode. If you haven't yet, make sure you're checking us out on Twitter at WNBA nation pod, as well as checking out our website, WNBANation.com. That's where you can find all of our episodes, our blog, our merch site, all of that. Um, uh, make sure you're checking that stuff out. Um, but yeah, that's pretty much it. Let's go ahead and hop right in to things. First of all, shout out to Chicago. Love that city. We did not have a chance to get out to the game because, um, well, there's there's fault number one. And you've heard already on the show our opinions on this. But the fact that this was announced, this location and date was announced so late compared to all the other like leagues and and places that have like, Oh yeah. Like, you know, the NCAA final four is going to be here. And we know like four or five years out in advance. Um, others leagues, all-star games are always determined well in advance. The NBA already knows that it's going to Utah next season. Like it's, I want to be able to plan out an all-star weekend visit. And when you give us like a month or two, a lot of times things are already scheduled out. Um, Plane tickets in short notice aren't necessarily always the cheapest. You can't like watch them for a while and see if you can catch them when they, when the, when the flights drop. It just wasn't feasible for us to make this trip out to WNBA All-Star. It's the first one we've missed in several years and we did feel bad about that. Um, but that does not take away from some of the on-court activities that uh, that we're able to see. Let's go ahead and start with the skills challenge. First of all, here's the, a huge W for the WNBA. Here's a big win that I think they got this weekend. And that was the idea to team up the All-Stars with high school standouts. I think that's fantastic. I think that was a really, really good... Um, Really, really good move. You know, uh, when in the finals, you have Nelissa Smith and Sabrina Ionescu, um, each teamed up with Victoria Flores and Zoe Giles or Zoe Brooks, not Zoe Giles, Zoe Brooks, um, like ready to go in the, uh, um, like in the, in the competition itself. I think that was really, really cool. 
to be able to see high school students and high school girls teams like in attendance at the game itself. And hopefully we'll see some of these very same girls that were on the court um, in a few years as, you know, women in the WNBA and perhaps even participating in the skills challenge as an, and as a WNBA player, as opposed to the high school standout. So I think that was a lot of fun. I think that was a huge, huge move. Great idea. Fantastic work by, uh, the W to get that put together. Um, so congrats obviously to Sabrina Ionescu and, um, and I'm going to, I'm going to throw, um, I'm going to throw a congrats out to Nelissa Smith as well for making the finals as a rookie and as a big, that's not always the case in these skills challenges. So, um, so that was really cool to see as well. The same night as the skills challenge with Sabrina winning. Um, Oh, oh before I move on, before I move on a little bit, uh, you know, questioning, uh, did Sabrina, was she dragging her foot too much? Was she sliding too far forward on her passes? Uh, probably a little bit, but it wasn't called back. It wasn't changed. And, um, she, in, at least in the final, absolutely smoked Melissa Smith and was really, really far out ahead anyway, that it wouldn't have mattered even if she had to stop and shoot, like, pass all three. Wouldn't have had a real bearing on, uh, on what was going on there. So just, uh, that's my two cents. I think that yes, she probably did drag her foot. Rebecca Lobo was there calling her out, which is just fine. Um, but I think she would have won it anyway. So it didn't really bother me one way or the other. Okay. Same night, just minutes later, we got a chance to see the, three point contest. And that was a lot of fun. We got to see some players that maybe we didn't expect to make the final Ariel Atkins and Ryan Howard, both making the final along with, of course, Allie Quigley. Um, but some of, uh, some of like favorites, obviously Allie Quigley is going to be the favorite anytime she competes, but some favorites that we were hearing a lot. And even we as hosts had were players like Kelsey Plum or Jewel Lloyd and, those players did not do well at all. In fact, <laughs> we'll get to more of Kelsey Plum's weekend a little bit later, but um, Asia Wilson had some commentary while Kelsey was shooting, um, which was a lot of fun to hear. But then also, <laughs> um, I love that. Let me, let me pull up the tweet here. Let me pull up the tweet. All right. So, she was, she kept saying like, loosen up a little bit, you know, loosen up a little bit. I had chill, chill. And Plum did not shoot well at all. I think she missed her first, like, I think she only made one of her first, like 10 or 11 shots. It was crazy. So Asia, of course, tweets out when Becky Hammond says brick by brick, I don't think she means this Kelsey Plum. Good job though, sweetie. We know you'll be back. So I will say this, if I'm an Aces fan and I see a tweet like that from Asia and I see Kelsey's reaction to that tweet as super positive, that is a huge sign of a really, really good locker room. A locker room that can publicly say things like, man, you bricked it on national television in front of everybody and everybody's cool. Like that's, that says so much. That says so much. So I, I really, really liked what we saw from Asia Wilson and Kelsey Plum's reaction. I thought that was a, a blast, but no star shown brighter than Allie Quigley during the three point contest. Goodness 
four-time champion. Four-time champion. No man or woman has ever done that before. Absolutely phenomenal. Really, really impressive. Not only that, but she dropped a 30 spot. What I loved is that she was about halfway through her the fourth rack when she ended up like winning, you know, at least tying or winning. And you could see as she finished up that fourth rack and she had her the fifth rack to go. You could see um Courtney Vandersloot like starting to cheer like go 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 like don't lie don't let up yeah you won but don't let up you can you're on pace for 30 that must have been a conversation because as soon as Vandersloot did the quick math and could see that she was on pace that she could make 30 she was like don't worry about winning she just kept kept going and uh and 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 really kind of pushed her forward and said go like you know, you can get 30 and I love that. I thought that was a lot of fun. Um, it's fun watching Quigley shoot baskets. It's fun watching Vandersloot react to Quigley shooting baskets just as much. So that was a blast. One of the, my favorite quotes from the entire weekend, um, came from Allie Quigleyner, uh, in her interview afterward saying, uh, get in the gym and shoot till your arm falls off. Get in the gym, shoot till your arm falls off. I love that. I think that's just, I think that's fantastic. It's one of my favorite, you know, favorite things. And I hope that there are, you know, boys and girls across America heading into gyms and shooting till their arm falls off and just, just following exactly what she said. Um, getting some comments here on our Twitch channel. Yes, we are recording this live on Twitch. We always do. Um, it's been a little bit since we've been active on Twitch. We've been doing some other stuff and we've been doing like midday streams and things like that. So, you know, not as many people in here today, but that's just fine. I'm getting some comments though. Uh, AA held her own. Yes. Ariel Atkins always holds her own and I will never ever go against, uh, make a call against Ariel Atkins. If you heard me, which uh, some of you didn't, a lot of you didn't, um, we were, actually following this and watching this together on playback. Uh, we had a little watch party on playback. For, so I know some of you were there watching along with us. Those of you that weren't, I have made a determination to never ever go against Ariel Atkins because w- when she was drafted, I famously said she is going to be a bust. I can guarantee she's going to be a bust. I don't like the pick when she got drafted. I was just, really really harsh and i just didn't see it she's done nothing but be phenomenal since she's been in the league since which just makes she just makes me eat plates and plates and plates of crow and i'm cool with it because i think that uh i think there's something to that when you make commentary on a league like we do um when you make when you make commentary like like we do on a um on on a league on players and we're gonna take some you know, we're going to make some probably extensive, you know, and, and bold predictions. And I really thought that Ariel Atkins wasn't going to make a, a good league transition. And ever since then, you will not find a bigger Ariel Atkins fan, maybe than probably other than her own family, because I absolutely love Ariel Atkins. And uh, um, I love that when I made that call, she shut me up. And ever since then, like, uh, I'm, I'm working my way through getting, um, uh, merch from each team. I got to get a mystics 
Uh, I got to get some mystic swag right now. That's my next team in the rotation. And I will likely get an Ariel Atkins Jersey just because, because I just had to. So anyway, that's, uh, you know, y'all know how, how that night went. Um, let's talk about, those were some positives. Let's talk about some negatives. Cause there were some of those. First of all, had we actually made the effort, well, and it wasn't for lack of effort, had it been feasible, had it been, you know, both schedule wise and monetary wise, like more available and, and we could have made it to the actual all-star weekend itself. And then we miss, and then we would miss out on like the skills challenge and three point contest because it was a closed or invite only type situation. I would have been very frustrated when you call it all-star weekend, but the only thing open to the public is just the all-star game itself. And you don't have, not the skills challenge, not the free concert that was put on like when not the three point content, like when all of those things are invite only and you got people flying in from around the country to come to this thing. I don't know. I think that's wrong. I just, I, I think it's wrong. And I understand that Wintrust maybe wasn't available. First of all, there's eight different rants that I could go on about that. If you pick the city and the vent, like figure out venues. If you're going to figure out where it's going to be, you got to have a venue. If you can only do it in like a small, like, you know, convention center and a few bleachers and that's all you can do. Don't hold it there or move the date or do something. You can't, you can't expect to alienate an entire portion of your fan base who has made sacrifices, time and money sacrifices to get to the weekend and then not have the full weekend available. Just only have one game available. I think that's wrong. I think it's completely wrong. I hope that that changes in the future. But it really, I, maybe it's just me, but it makes me take pause on making the investment to get out to some of these other all-star weekends in the future. If I can't guarantee to see everything that the weekend has to offer, why go? If it's only just going to be for one game. Now, again, the one game's probably still worth it, but. I don't know. I I just, I would feel very frustrated and probably ripped off a little bit. If, uh, if that were the case, if, if we'd gone out for it and we weren't able to attend. So uh, that's all I'll say on that because there's been plenty said all over Twitter about it. There you go. There's my take a little bit of frustration there. Let's head back into the positive side of things and chat about the actual all-star game itself. The big, the big game, right? Um, this was a ton of fun team Stewart and team Wilson with their co-captains, uh, Sylvia Fowles and, uh, Sue bird. That's a, that's just a ton of fun. Um, being able to have that, uh, have those together, you know, uh, Sue and Brianna Stewart, like on the same team and then Asia and, um, Sylvia Fowles together. Like that's a lot of fun. I think that's a blast. Um, uh, I was a little, <laughs> I was a little bummed that the game ball, this is, we're getting, we're getting to the end of the game. The game ball, they only had one and they gave it to Sue who then promptly headed over and handed it to Fowles. 
Um, have two game balls. You gave out two sets of flowers, you know, uh, Stewie and Asia both brought out sets of flowers for Sue and Sylvia. But if you got a game ball, don't just give it to one of them. Get two game balls. It's not that hard. Play a first half, play a second half, two different game balls. Give it to two of them. It's an all-star game. Just you got to be able to see things like that through. That being said, man, it was a fun game. There were some really cool things happening. Um, John Quell Jones dropping 29 only to just barely be beat out for that MVP trophy by Kelsey Plum. Um, maybe she took some of that uh, Asia Wilson attitude and Asia Wilson's comments on Twitter to heart because she came out. She went 12 for 18 from the field, including five for 11 from behind the behind the three point line. Big time. Um, Big time game there. Some other big performances, obviously. You got UNESCO with, uh, with 19 points, six assists, six rebounds. So a really solid, well-rounded line there. John Quill Jones, 29 points, 13 rebounds and five assists. Um, Sylvia Fowles in her last all-star game came away with seven points and nine, nine boards and Sue Bird didn't score. She went over three from the field. Had one rebound, but six assists. She just seemed to be out there just facilitating, having a lot of fun. Um, she actually didn't play a ton of minutes. She only played 15 minutes, um, which I can, looking on her team, there's only one, two, two players that Emma Miesman and Alyssa Thomas only played like 13 and a half minutes. Neka Ogumake technically played two seconds less than Superd. So, but everybody has played a lot more. Um, Derek Hamby only got nine minutes, just under 10 minutes. So she didn't play a ton either, but, uh, yeah, overall it was a fun, it was, it was an all-star game. Everybody's seen all-star games. You kind of know how they go. Um, there's funny things that happened, not much defense. Um, but, um, you know, Candace Parker, I think missed, I don't know. It seemed like she missed like four or five layups in a row and, you know, stopped and just stared up at the rim after missing another one. And then, you know, just cherry picked, they tossed it down to her, let her get a free layup before, so she could get going. And that was kind of, I mean, moments like that are kind of fun, right? You're just seeing players just enjoy the game of basketball, not taking anything too seriously. Um, just having a lot of fun out there. Um, one of the highlights of the night for me was Sylvia Fowles getting the steal and the dunk, absolutely throwing it down. And it looked good. It wasn't like a, it wasn't like a, a really difficult dunk. Like she, she got up. She did really well. I was really happy to see Sylvia Fowles throw that down. I think someone asked her afterwards how long it had been since she dunked. And I think she said 2008, which I don't know if that's all the way true, but, um, it's great to see. It was great. It's just great to see Sylvia Fowles, you know, out there and, and doing what she, doing what she can, enjoying herself. Um, absolutely love seeing what she's brought to the league for the last 14 seasons. Um, just, just really enjoyed seeing Sylvia and Sue bird out there kind of on their last Ulster game. Just had a good time with it. Um, yeah, I don't have too much else to say about the actual all-star game itself. Uh, let's see any other highlights out off the top of my head. Um, I think when Sylvia Fowles dunked it, I want to say, I can't remember if it's the very next like time down the field or down the court on defense or if it was a little bit longer. 
uh, or if it was like another possession or two. But Sylvia Fowles like got up and I think pinned the ball against the the backboard when uh, uh, back on defense. So that was a lot of fun. Uh, it's always just cool to see her as like at her age, which is not that old. I'm only a couple years younger than her. So that makes me feel weird when I say at her age, as if she's just this ancient human, she's not, she's 36. That's still really young, but, um, you know, just to see that she's, she still has it. She's retiring and still feels like she's at the peak of the league. Like she's still very effective, she puts up great numbers. Um, she still is going to be one of your very first picks off the bench. If you're, you know, just picking a starting five to play a game right now, you know, Sylvia Faust is going to be one of your first players taken because she's just so effective and so, so tough and has brought so much to this league. It was great to see Subert obviously having a kind of a, a send off game as well. It was fun to see her uh, involved with all of the the weekend's activities. That was a blast. Um, but yeah, I think that's pretty much all I've got for the actual game itself. Um, nothing else like really stood out to me too much. Um, Logan and I got to watch this together, uh, just sitting at home on our couch. Um, all right, let's talk a couple negatives. <laughs> Let me throw out a couple negatives. I mentioned one. You got to have two game balls. That that just created a weird, awkward situation. And then I think I'm finally going to get to the topic that all of you listening are waiting for me to touch on. And that is the, <laughs> the trophy, the, the all-star game MVP trophy that was given to Kelsey Plum. I don't know what it was. Well, I do know what it was. It was obvious. It, it doesn't, it doesn't look <laughs> like a really nice trophy. And to me, I didn't even notice the trophy at first. I noticed the awkwardness of like the handoff, like, like com- the commissioner, you know, Kathy Engelbert, like, holding one side and like walking it out forward with, um, with Kelsey Plum just seemed weird. It just, it didn't, it didn't feel very natural or very, very nice. Um, uh, not unkind, nice, but smooth is what I'm trying to say. Like presentable, you know, things like that. Uh, it's, it felt just kind of weird. So I didn't, I didn't care for the presentation and the trophy pretty disappointing i mean if you look at other all-star game mvp trophies i i feel like the one kelsey got just isn't isn't really representative of a WNBA all-star game mvp i just it's disappointing and there's memes there's pictures all over twitter all over instagram all over tiktok everything um and not only that uh, if you check, I believe it was on, where did I see it? I watched whose story was it on? Was it on? It might've been even been on Kelsey Plum's story. Um, but the aces kind of were having some fun <laughs> together. Um, let's see. Yeah, it's on, it was on her Instagram, Kelsey Plum's Instagram. Um, Teresa plays and Dierka Hamby, like reenacted the thing. And they used one of those, um, y'all know those applesauce packets with like the twist off top lid that for like your kids. Um, they used one of those <laughs> to like represent the trophy and, 
it was just kind of funny. It was just, it, just a, you got to see them kind of reenacting a little bit of that moment. So, um, couple quick things. Let me just run down a quick list of things I would change if I were the WNBA and <laughs> here, let's go through it. One, fix your trophy, spend more than what looks like maybe they spent a couple hundred bucks. I don't know. It looked like a $20 trophy. You could order off Amazon. You got to do better. Second, allow the public to go to the games or things outside of just the game itself to the full all-star weekend. And if you have reasons, let them be known. And I don't think that at least for me, this, the whole safety thing felt weird. Like I I don't feel like that was a, a good, I'm not the one in the meetings. So unless there was some sort of threat or something, we've been running WNBA games. We've been running all kinds of sports games and concerts and all kinds of stuff. Why was the concern over safety? Unless there really legitimately was one and I'm being ignorant. If so, I apologize. And if so, please let me know. But unless you had some sort of like open threat or you had some Intel that made you change it, like stop. Like, let people go. Let people go to these things and see. You can't grow a fan base or reward a fan base that has been loyal if you exclude them from some of the most, from the activities that they have paid money and taken time out of their lives to get to Chicago and enjoy. You have a ton of momentum in a Chicago franchise that is coming off of a championship, a resurgence with, you know, you've got Allie Quigley playing in Chicago with Candace Parker wearing like a former Jersey of hers and Vandersloot's that like, how do you not have just your entire Chicago fan base at the location watching her do this, like reward them say, Hey, thanks for showing up. Thanks for supporting this. You know, you guys got a title. We gave you an all-star game location now, but sorry, you can't attend. Like, I really, I hope, well, that's a, that sounds weird. I can't hope that there was a threat. I hope there's a good reason. And I'm just ignorant to it. Because if there's not a good reason, and it's just, well, we're going to say safety, but it's really because we couldn't put together a venue, that's, I think that's bogus. You've got universities around Chicago that you just pop in and say, hey, this is going to, we couldn't get wind trust. Let's get over to, you know, this university. Let's go, let's go hit this up. Let's get into a gym better than just a few bleachers around in a convention center. Like that, it's just frustrating to me. I wasn't even there, but I'm frustrated for people who got out to the weekend and were denied seeing history be made by Allie Quigley. So many people didn't get to see that live. Uh, those are memories that, you know, not just fans like me, you know, a 33 year old dude who lives in Utah, like that would have been an awesome memory for me, but you know who would have been in even more awesome memory. My sister who plays high school basketball could have seen that. And that would have been a game changer for her or a little league team who got some money put together to go and, and watch the skills challenge and three point contest, you know, and, and that's the future of this. Like, like, 
let people see it. Let people watch. And, um, not only, yeah. So, so in person is huge. Not only just the in person stuff had issues, but on TV as well. The, the skills contest got bumped because of some tennis. Like we have to figure these kinds of things out. If it's your big weekend to showcase the stars and the faces of this league, we can't fumble it like this. And that was frustrating for me. Um, I did hear there were some cool, like, I heard that some, there was some really cool stuff for people that were there. I've talked to several people that, that did attend. Um, I've heard that, you know, some, some, you know, fan fest type activities, like there was some cool stuff, but man, we dropped the ball. If chance, the rapper is having a sweet concert, reward your WNBA fan base. Say, Hey, if you got a ticket to the game, you get into the skills challenge and to this concert. It's easy. It's easy. I I don't know why that was such a, a a difficult thing. And I don't you guys know I'm a fan of this league. So I'm not trying to be critical just because just to be a jerk. I I just feel like if people are are going to invest, we can't sour the people who are already in the league. And I think that there was a lot of diehard fans that probably came away from this weekend pretty disappointed in their own personal experience. So um that's a bummer to me. That's that's not cool. All right. Rant's over. Overall fun weekend. Uh, as far as watching goes, I think it was a, a ton of fun to, to see obviously a ton of like, um, you know, some, some big things happen. Kelsey Plum getting an MVP. Uh, you know, I, I do think that John Quell was probably just going for, uh, the most variety of hardware. Um, because she's got, you know, six women. She's got MVP. She's got, uh, you know, she's got all these different types of trophies to get a, an all-star game MVP and then hopefully a title at some point. You know, she, she'd have a pretty wide range of, of, um, of trophies, you know, defensive player of the year. Like, I really think John Quell's the type of player that could get all those. And it was kind of funny to see, uh, Kelsey Plum just squeak by and, and take that, uh, take that, at least that trophy for this year away from John Quell. So. Um, thanks for listening, y'all. Uh, thanks for hanging out with me for the last half hour. So I'm going to go ahead and wrap this up. Um, thank you all for hanging out. If you want to leave us a five-star review on uh, Spotify or on Apple Podcasts, please do. We love those. We read those out loud every time we get a written five-star review. Thanks for listening. And we've got some more content coming your way. Hopefully Wednesday night, Logan and I will be streaming together and we'll be recording uh, a little bit more about the second half of the season coming up. But for WNBA Nation, I'm Kyle Haywood, and we got you next time. Yo, I'll see you